It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Five. Good morning, good morning. What is going on? And welcome to another amazing episode of Blog Talk Radio's Football Fan Rush. I am your host, Cass, and what's going on? So I do have my co-host on the line. Where are they? Are you guys there? What's going on, everybody? I apologize, I apologize, I apologize, I kept preaching 3-0, and oh, even though I said it was possible that it could go 0-3, oh I, mm-hmm. I did not believe it was mm-hmm. going to really happen, I apologize, because whatever I is thought, I is was wrong. So just in case nobody knows what he is actually saying, um, <clears throat> Last week, we looked at a couple matchups in the NFC North with the Detroit Lions being on a bye, and we just figured this was going to be easy, no biggie, whatever. Queen sweep. We can't see the Packers falling to the Titans. No way Minnesota is going to lose or at least lose big to the Redskins. And come on, Bears, y'all playing Tampa Bay. We were hoodwinked. We were bamboozled. I think it was the Malcolm X movie when somebody put it in my pocket. It was really, Man, uh, really wrong. It, 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 it was really a toilet day. This is how they had us feel. I'm over here still trying to figure it out. My brain is about to bust. Um, Man, look. So all I can that, tell you. I, I want to – oh, go ahead. Because I, I want to kick it off all with I can specific tell you team. That, you know, yeah, we're going to – and this is the perfect lead-in. Um, trust me. All I can tell you <laughs> is toward the end of the Bears game, I actually fell asleep. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I fell asleep. Oh, it was it was, I, I it was to the point – I, I was just sitting there like, are, are they really losing to Tampa Bay like this? This is really happening. Like yeah, I, 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 will open, I will close my eyes. I will open my eyes. I will close my eyes. I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to keep them closed right now because I just can't stand like, to look like, at it. Like, no like, Man. I'm going to tell you something, guys. I listen, I'm sure you wouldn't be shocked or surprised that we text each other uh, during games. I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised to, to hear that. I text Cassandra mm. and Mike, and I said, uh, I think I'm going to finally turn away and tap out on this game. Cassandra responded, okay, no problem. Everybody else has stopped watching the game. Like, nobody's watching it. <laughs> nobody was watching it. Was anybody at the game? Like, nobody was watching it. People We can say things it. about Chris Conti hurting the Bears. We can say things about how Jay Cutler looked bad. But my, to me, the the play – that depicted that entire game was when the Bears had the play. Jameis Winston back one? up. 
but I said the play that depicted the game. I ain't say that it was one bad play. Oh, it was a million bad plays. But the play that depicted the game, it was when the Bears had Jameis Winston backed up. He had run so far back that he was in the end zone, and it looked like he could have been a safety. He runs out of that safety and throws the ball for a 39-plus yard play but when they calculated how far he had actually ran, he ran for 53 yards before throwing it for a 39-yard positive play. The Bears just looks horrible, and I have defended Jay Cutler for so long. The question is why. All of my friends, I've lost a few friends over this. I probably yeah, we're we're them. like in suspense over that whole thing. <laughs> Why were you defending him? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, play, play, play the suspense is, again. One more time. Wait a minute. Hold on. We got to really ask this question. <laughs> God. Inquiry Jay Cutler is like this generation's Jay Cutler is this generation's Jeff George. All the time. Oh, God. Jeff, no. All the talent in the world pertains to nothing with you. Oh, God. Oh. I don't think a wolf. Right. It's, oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. I got my feet cracking. I'm sorry. Oh. But am I wrong? Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, Stop of that, course yeah. not. Oh, God. Yeah, that was too wow. funny. I'm over here in tears for real. Oh. <laughs> it, it really <sighs> is. And then for him to take such an attitude. After the game, talking about I'm not worried. Yeah, he ain't worried because he know he gone. The word. Say it again. He ain't worried because he knows he's gone. There's nothing oh, to worry man. about when you already know your face. Look, man, like I told y'all, I was reading the NFL.com um, story on the on the mobile app, and I and it's entitled. Uh, part of it is, you know, it's pretty much talking about the NFC North and how all the teams are going to fall, right? But part of the line they even making here is a reference to the, the Bears being done with Jay Cutler over a year ago. Oh, oh man, the writing has time. been over a year ago. They supposedly had supposedly Just a had year, huh? I don't see. Yeah, I'm but, saying, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but see, the thing is, you know, the worst part just about it was I had read a few stories from before last week's game took place. I had read a few stories where he had basically said if Jay Cutler had a positive showing for the rest of the season, management could force John Fox to oh, Jay Cutler. And you know what? Because you know what? I was going to stand outside Soldier Field and, and throw squibs at them. No, this is a problem that the Bears keep having. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, let me finish my statement. Let me finish. I agree with you, but there was stories talking about how management could force John Fox to keep Jay Cutler because Jay Cutler's contract in the rest of in the rest of the contract is team friendly. It is just sad. <laughs> because Man, team, well see, first off, when they went and spent all this money on him in the first, it, it, to begin with, no, none, none of the fa- I don't know a fan that I've ever come across who was in you know in support of keeping Jay Cutler at the time as with dealing with that. I don't know one. Yes, you do. 
Okay, well, yeah, I know. You know me. But. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us, for the rest, for the rest of us, nobody saw that deal making sense, man. He wasn't just, you know. And I've always said, I don't care what your Q, I don't care what your QR, your quarterback rating is. I don't care how, because what your numbers say. At the end of the day, when you're not consistently winning. And we don't, you know, and that that can mean a whole bunch of things. It doesn't necessarily have to win a Super Bowl every year, but at least get to the playoffs on a consistent basis. At least win the NFC North, you know, oh, on a consistent basis. This is what basis. my opinion of Jay Cutler. I thought it was good to keep. I didn't think it was a great contract, but I felt like we were forced into that contract. I felt like the Bears had a gun to their head, and and they came. Oh. Stop with the excuses. nobody Stop have a gun in their head. That's how I feel. Uh, man, I can't go. I but cannot go with you. See, I'm not going. I can't going. go with you. See, see, I can't. Let's, let's move on. Because, <laughs> see, um, I feel like the worst thing, the Bears are actually in a worse position than the 49ers because the Bears. You sound like you're going to cry, man. You know what? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to cry. Say what? Yeah. Let me see what happened was um, the Bears have Jay Cutler and have Matt Barkley behind them, and that's it. At least with the 49ers, I can't believe I'm saying this. No Colin Kaepernick, you got Blaine Gabbard. No Blaine Gabbard, you got Christian Ponder. And I would take all of those in front of who we got right now. I know which one of them I wouldn't take. Go right on. I know you wouldn't pick Christian Ponder, but that in normal circumstances, I wouldn't either. I would pick Christian Ponder normally either. Mm-hmm. That should tell you how I used to love cracking jokes on Christian Ponder when he was a Viking, but that should tell you how much I despise what we have left. This but is the know, state I mean, of the Bears. This, this, this right here is the state of the Bears. Yes, I mean, the reason why that's not yeah. because in those cartoons, those that person always got back up. I don't think the no, they did back up. I, I can name she, a couple. See, only you, only you, only you, only you would try to find a silver lining and somebody <laughs> gets spazzed by a piano. <laughs> I'm gonna get back up. <laughs> I love I love my team. I really do. And I love them enough to be honest with myself right now and just say they suck. Period. They suck. You know between that sound and the bear is in the cartoon when the cartoon character got up. I said the bear is I didn't see that. None of them. Oh well. Oh well they yo well I okay. I said the bears are not getting back up. Okay. This is what it's not like. It was still funny. Y'all don't be Y'all be checking out at the first half of the city. That was hilarious. This is the rest of the bear season. Terrible. It's pretty bad. It's pretty awful. 
It's Charles Barkley. 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 It's and New York is actually, believe it or not, the division that they're in is the actual winningest division right now in the league. And and it's crazy because I'm not surprised. Philly's still in four. Philly's still in four place. It is, it is, it's honestly like they surprised. are in a battle, and there is no way that OBJ and these boys are going to let the Bears come in there and do nothing. Well, not you know, well, he's finally he's finally said, you know what? He, well, OBJ's finally done what he needs to do. I think at this point, and just say, you know what, Eli, you just lead us to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna play. That's all you supposed. That's all you have to do. Let the let the quarterback be the quarterback, and you go out there and run routes, catch balls, block when you're supposed to block, <laughs> keep the annex down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You and the net don't even have the con- You and the net does, should not have a conversation today unless you just want to walk by and just pat and thank you for his presence for being there so the kick and kick the ball and catch. That's it. You have nothing. All friends. the other crap that be going on. They, man, they best friends right now. The net beat his butt. <laughs> 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 the, you got me. The net had a net I'm in a way, I had a bet with, like, I'm going to punch you. You got, oh, no. Now, now, as far as the game goes today, because I I think we've done enough um, talking about how how the Bears are when it really comes down to last week um, and that debacle of a game they, you know, had against Tampa Bay. So, with today, they are playing New York, and New York is – Six and three. The Bears are dismal. Two and seven. And you know, now the crazy thing is outside. You know, and when you can look at the league rankings and just where they rank, right? The Bears actually rank higher in every um, every section except passing. They rank the Bears are sixteenth in offense. New York's twenty first. They're eleventh in defense. New York's sixteenth. Um, they're 18th in passing, and this is where New York is better. They're ninth, and then when it comes to rushing, um, the league uh, bears are 21st, and New York is down there at the bottom at, at 31. So I think it's really going to come down to, especially with these two teams, um, at this point the Bears they can't you know wish for a playoff berth is like you know. I don't know, trying to squeeze jelly out of a peanut butter. <laughs> oh, wow. Unless you got goobers, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, but they they're they're in a in a situation where you know the best they can hope for right now is whatever draft pick they can get. Because um, I don't nobody sees their oh, season Lord. getting any better. But and, you know what? When it comes to the Bears, that's what that scares me. Yeah, because the they don't know how to pick people. Oh my God. I, I mean, every year it's a disappointment. Their front office will will definitely let us down, um, whether it be who they draft or sometimes who they trade. I'm just talking about Jay Keller right here. Um, but now and, let me ask you this: When it comes to the Bears, though, let me let me put this out here. Yeah. 
do you think that it's also a John Fox situation? Because a lot of people are honestly putting John Fox on the hot seat right now. Well, I don't think the Bears are going to fire John Fox. Only because... I don't either. Only because one of the things that the Bears, I believe, will do, when they look at John Fox and how successful he's been with other teams when he came there, he looked, they will look at the fact that, okay, John Fox had something to work with. We haven't given John Fox something to work with in order for him to be successful. John Fox don't have a roster that can do what Carolina did, that can do what Denver did. He has the Bears. <laughs> so, okay, now now in saying that, now that I'm you sorry. understand what he's uh, working with. the way with, he said it, that was so funny. But now seeing what he's yeah, working with, and now that we see that. So now that we see that, what is in place to change that? Yes, we are reassured that Jay Cutler will more than likely not be in the Chicago Bears uniform next year, but it still doesn't convince me. Like, there are so many other issues. And the one thing that I know the Bears aren't the greatest in, they, they, I don't believe they make great trades. I don't believe they draft great. I also do not believe they take full advantage of free agency, and they need to. So how? What? what's going to be reassuring moving forward? And I, and I'll I'll say, I think – Go ahead. I was just going to say, when when we talk about the Bears drafting, one of the things we commonly talk about on this show is the Bears overdraft, you know, drafting certain players too early. Oh, I will say. I don't know. Okay, we're going to leave Kevin White out of the conversation because that's where you keep going back to. But that's one draft. Oh, well, I got a list of them. Okay, go ahead. The the two that I'm going to zero in on. The two I'm going to zero in on are are Leonard Floyd and Kyle Long. Even though they may have overdrafted those two players, it seems like Kyle Long is coming into his own, and he's, uh, well, not coming, he has come into his own, and he's the leader of the Bears off. Uh, Leonard Floyd, on the defensive side of the ball, is showing me a lot more than I expected. And if the Bears take chances on certain players and are successful with these certain players, I will get over my draft day complaint. Because notoriously, I can think of a ton of people that were draft day complaints for other teams, and they had to get over it. People complained about Donovan McNabb. People complained about a long list of other people that will be Hall of Famers. I'm not going to say but it's different. But it's 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 a it's a difference when you not to cut you off, but there's a difference when you know you you go out and you get somebody who actually fills a position the way you need it to be filled, or you go out and you put on a team, fill a team that you know, and you put people where they need to be put. You know, our right now the Bears line is we two tackles down. And we're just about, you know, just about, you know, in as bad a position as Minnesota when it comes to injuries, you know, because they, of course, you know, we're using practice squad and, you know, and second stringers, and that's what that's what we're trying attempting to fill with. But I, I think what their head office needs to do is, and I can't remember this guy's name, but I watched the movie. If you've ever seen the movie, the movie Moneyball. 
That's what the Bears mm-hmm. need to do, man. They need to look at what they have. Oh, they say, okay, movie. we need this person, this person, this person, this person. How much he got? How much? You know where we can fill gaps right away. Because when but it comes the around to the draft, when it comes around, well, maybe they'll be able to financially do that. They might be able to. They get rid of Cutler. I mean, you you get well, rid of your I over. You got to get up. You get rid, You have to cut your losses or anything. Wait a minute. You know, what people are not looking at what the hard part about Cutler and the unfortunate thing is uh, salary cap-wise, his money that's coming off the books by letting him go is not that much. His money on the early part of the contract hurt the uh, salary cap. The latter part of his contract, it's not that much money that when it, when it looks at the grand scheme of things. But what I will add is, the difference between money ball and football is the analytics don't translate the same. I will say the Bears need to concentrate on certain positions. It's, I've been on record on this show saying the Bears need to spend the entire next draft on offensive line and offensive line alone uh, because that's the main need they have. And in the next few years, yeah, we will miss out on some linebackers, which we need, and we will miss, miss out on some corners. There's so much that the Bears need. I believe the Bears just need to concentrate on one thing at a time. I, I, I don't. truly love, I truly love what Dallas did for two seasons in a row. Two seasons in a row, they went and got some linemen. And then when they got to running back and quarterback. No, 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 no. Let, let's no, stop. Let's stop. No. Let's stop. Let's stop. And 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 it, and when they were going to get offensive linemen, it was because he paid Tony Romo too much money to be in all these memes talking about something you want to see a dead body. Like he's tired of his man being planted like this. He needed him to have protection to get him time to throw the ball. It wasn't like they had some master plan scheme. Jerry Jones was watching his money. His money is out there constantly having back surgery. Why is that? Look at the film. Okay, I need to get this old line together. It's not like they had a scheme like we're going to build an old line and then get a running back because Des Bryant is there. He another person who's always home with his monkey because he can't never stay healthy. So no, you, you can't look at it. But even, you can't look but at even it like that. There, even if you want to go there, the difference between the Bears and the, and the Cowboys is if I'm going to pay this QB, but, I'm going to build stuff around. If I'm going to pay this QB. So then, what, what? So what was that with Jay Cutler? All right, so they paid him. And so, you're not gonna build anything around. No, and, the, and like and I they, said, even if you want to make the comparison, the Bears still didn't build around giving them all. Right, and they don't, and, that, and, and therein lies the entire point of this whole conversation. When it comes down to it, they don't, which is probably why they'll be in a position to lose today to New York. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I think we have moved on from that. You know, I mean, well, I don't even want to look I, at I, these I mean, stats. Surprise! Surprisingly, there. You know, the Bears. It's it's a very, it's a very close uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. They're not. You know, competitive competitively wise, they would be. You know, it's, it should be somewhat of a close game. It shouldn't be a blowout. But this is Chicago. We talking about. We said the same thing last week against Tampa Bay. So, what was the comparison I, am, I made? I am not going to. I'm not putting my foot in my mouth this week when it comes to Chicago. I'm really not. <laughs> I, I uh, the past no, couple of weeks, I, I'm giving them exactly too much credit. 
This is hilarious. I would love to say Jay Cutler looks like Jeff George and he comes out looking like Steve Young. I just know better. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he opened up the game with two interceptions. I'm just saying. Man, that was horrible. I'm just. Well, I was. Before so that is, point, I was um, like, at that point, little... I didn't really want to watch the game anymore. Exactly. I think, you know, and I, and we, and, you know, I'm a Chicago fan, like I said, and, you know, everybody knows Bernard is. That's just. He, st- he stays behind it just like we do, and I, I do anyway. Uh, we know Ms. Um, Cassandra can care less about Chicago, and I don't really blame her at this point because the season's kind of like in the toilet, for real. It, it's so horrible. Uh, to make, to make, a, make know, a upset, all you got to do is bring up the 1998 bracket. You know what? <laughs> you do not have to, that is not the topic of the conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave that alone in honor of Denny Green. What? Oh God. So yes, um, I don't think morning. any of us, ladies and gentlemen, see Chicago winning today. Um, no. You know, I, I think blind, the writing is on the wall. Ah man, Stevie Wonder can't see it, and you know he's. I don't even know if he likes Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, <laughs> and a host of other people can see it right. On the wall, the Bears <sighs> suck. Say it again. They, they suck. They needed real. They needed full lettering. <laughs> All right. Red, so now that we passed the Bears, they and yes, we just saw the Bears on the show. We are very yeah, we... especially during the week. Today is our trash talk show. Yes, we just dogged the Bears. I'm telling you. It's, it's Try again next year. So if you're, if you're a Bears fan, today it's going to be cold outside. Make sure you are warmed up. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying it's, it's like report. you know. I'm telling you, that's, after that's, last week, that's where that's, that's where we at right now. They probably did. <laughs> I would, you know, I think I think people were like, you know, I'm done. It's gonna be a bustling um, 37 degrees out there on the <laughs> lake. So you know, uh, go ahead and make sure you got gloves. You, you got can your, probably uh, get a ticket on you know. Now. You might oh, be able to, I, so if you if you want to go check well. out the game, you know, I'm just saying the tailgate probably started by now. <laughs> but wrap up. It's oh, going to be goodness. cold. And I just want you to be prepared, um, you know, just in case. So for those of you uh, who are out of New York at the game, <laughs> that's Chicago fans, you know, may the heat be with you. Um, wow. <laughs> let me move on to our So up oh, next. <laughs> Hey, let's <laughs> make it interesting. So up next, we are talking about the Packers who are dismantling themselves. And yet, while most of the team is losing chemistry and, no, we don't want to relax Aaron Rodgers, the big thing is Aaron Rodgers is still the person pulling them through. Last week, Aaron Rodgers, just ran, he ran his own touchdown, and he was like, I, I don't really care anymore. It would have honestly been 42-7. to seven. Who would have thought that the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota would have run a clinic on the Green Bay Packers? But we witnessed it. We watched it happen. We couldn't believe it. So now, with that being said, is Aaron Rodgers the big issue? What's going on with the team, and why are they coming apart the way they are? Okay. I'm going to say this. Say it. Aaron Rodgers is a Sally Batch that can throw the heck out of a football. And he's getting on everybody's nerves, but what's getting on their nerves even more is 
they know if they didn't have him, they'd be even worse. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers' prima donna behind, but I would still have him be my starting QB on every type of team, fantasy or real, if I if I had to choose. And I think. But then let me tell you how that goes. I had Marcus Mariota. I had this conversation before. Yeah, Marcus Mariota in some leagues made twenty-eight points on fantasy and thirty-eight in others. And everybody was like, "No, they're playing Tennessee. You got to start Aaron Rodgers." So I was like, all right, nope. I got faith in Marcus, nope. but I'm going to let you go, Marcus. Oh Marcus is balling. Bad, bad, bad. I would have let him go. And, I would have benched him. You let him go. I would have benched him. So that even if I made the mistake of not starting him last week, at least I could start him again the following week. It's not looking good for Green Bay, y'all. It's just not. I, you know, and it's, and, it's, and it's hard to even say was, you know, I mean, you could, we could all pinpoint or point fingers at, you know, what the issues are. But the fact is that they're, you know, they might be lucky to get to, to 500 today. And that's, that's, um, that's something you never thought you'd be, you know, say about a Green Bay team who historically has, has had a history of just, you know, being dominant on the field. Um, and it's like right now, this is it, man. I, I don't know what to say. I'm I'm like you, Cass. I, I really want to see what's going to happen. And I'm, I, yeah, I think it's, well, we're seeing the end of a, a of a, seeing the end of an era. You know, as some things that need to change. Cass brought up something that's very interesting um, during the morning meeting. In the past, Aaron Rodgers, when other teammates would come out and say they had a problem with him or it would come out on other teammates that had left the Packers. Um, he's a prima donna, this, that, and the other. People chalked it up and just whatever, that's just them talking. But now Aaron Rodgers is not just affecting the offense. He's affecting the defense. And Clay Matthews is injury prone, and Julius Peppers is getting long in the tooth, and Everything about the the Packers' defense was picked apart by Marcus Mariota last week. And for the defense to look as bad as they did, one of the things we always said on this show is the defense, they stepped up. They may not look good, but they never looked bad. They looked bad last week. They just looked bad. Yeah, it hasn't, you know, I think a lot of it, man, when it really comes down to – What's going on in Green Bay? It does. It, I, I, obviously, you know, leadership is of, of the utmost importance from the quarterback position. And when you have problems, whether uh, off the field, where the team starts to not believe as much in the quarterback or their personality issues, I mean, let's 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 face it. When it comes down to it, and you've been the MVP, you know, so many times, and you won this many Super Bowls, you can get an ego. <clears throat> When people are calling you the man all the time, you get an ego. When you bail your team out with, you know, um, eighty yard, eighty five yard hail marys, and y'all and you winning games and stuff like that, you can get an ego, and that can go to your head because we're human, you know. But when it starts to sleep over into the factor where the the entire team is now, 
not functioning is now not even to a point to where it's as productive as even if you're not a Green Bay fan, it's not as productive as you're used to seeing or being able to experience if you you know, when you go to games. So with the way Washington's been playing at this point, man, you know, Kirk Cousins is uh, is doing his thing, and when it when it comes down to it, you know, the Packers just have just been exposed enough to where people now know that they have major issues and they start taking advantage of it. They're not, it's not you're, you're not playing, you know, they're not, they're not getting played close anymore. Um, teams are starting to really put put together game plans that put the Packers in bad positions where they can't get out of, you know, and and it's, it's a sad thing to say, but in, you know, in the NFC North, it's a glorious thing to say because the NFC, because they've been on top for so long and it's somebody else's turn at this point, I think. (laughs) I will say this though, about that division that they're going up against, um, the NFC East division right now is honestly a beast. These boys are fighting for dear life. That is one of the winningest, if not the winningest division right now in the NFL, and they are not playing. They're not playing. And it's crazy because even if you look at the, the even where Philly is, it's still better than a lot of teams in half the league. So I don't know how this game is going to come out. Now, I do understand what happened with the Vikings in Washington, in which that will be a – not for right now, but um, I don't know <laughs> how this is gonna come out. I honestly really do believe that if Washington keeps the same consistency that we've seen and really plays hard because their defense is stellar, even with a couple key injuries in secondary, um, are we looking at another Packers loss? Yay! Very well. for it. <laughs> and you all know that Renard is no fan of the Packers. If they're losing, he's happy, he's smiling, he is probably giddy the entire time. Like you know, like a kid in the candy store. He he, he is all for it. So Renard, what what are your what's your take? Because you really haven't said much. I mean, you, you I, said a little bit. It's just I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. I don't. It just, and it's not even his fault, and I'll admit it. But the reason I don't like Aaron Rodgers is the fact that he gets away with the discount double check move in the end zone for celebration, and then everybody else gets the flag. I don't like that. I can also say I didn't like when he said R E L A X because he came back to defeat my Bears. I didn't like that. And then my disdain <laughs> for the fact. Uh, my disdain for the the Packers in general goes back to 1985, 86, 87, 88. So you yeah. don't like them at all. No, I don't. But I'm just not surprised also by all of this coming out of the locker room. I mean, I'm not going – I don't have to go as far as discuss the rumors that he doesn't get along with his family. I don't have to. He just does not come across to me as a good person worth being around. And, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, and you don't know whether it's to say face or not. I posted a couple of articles last week where, you know, everybody was starting to question um, McCarthy and – 
whether the team's falling apart under him or if he's going to be have his job this year, you know, et cetera. But another thing is, yeah, he's you know he'll come. He's he's in the, in the interviews. He's pretty much saying, you know, I don't see any problems. There aren't any problems. Like, dude, you don't see any problems. How can you not see the problems? The world see the problems y'all got. <laughs> you know, y'all are four and five. It ain't like y'all, you know, five and four. It's not like you five and one. It's not like y'all even got the same, you know, records as Cowboys at eight and one. This is not a winning season for you. Oh, what problems don't you see? How can you not I mean, see that y'all got issues? And I understand people. Want to, I understand this. I understand this to save space, you know, and, and to get it. And I get that, you know. But the fact is, man, they are not playing the way they have played in the past. Um, the team doesn't look as good as it as it did, and it's it's, you know, that he's still trying to to salvage, you know, somewhat of a winning season at this point. But if they don't win, and they they no, can hang that up. In R-E-L-A-X season. Well, I, I have a question. I have a question. Go ahead. So, Mike McCarthy doesn't see a problem, so he says. And maybe there isn't. Maybe we might be making too much out of this. It just could be a bad season, and that happens. That that happens. Players get older. Injuries change the player. Rookies are trying to grasp how fast this game is coming in from college. So it happens. But my biggest question is, Everyone questioning Mike McCarthy, and is it time for Mike to go? Is is, is his reign over in in Green Bay, or is it just that we're so used to them being a winning team that we're just looking for any reason as to why they look like us? Okay. Well, I one think, of the things that one of the things I brought up last week when you all said I had a problem with coaches, one of the one of the things about Mike McCarthy is different in comparison to a coach in Jacksonville or a coach in Cleveland. When your team and your organization has high expectations and you're not producing those high expectations, other teams are okay with a 500 season. Other teams are okay with a a mental victory. Or uh, in Green Bay, they only want winners, to, to quote Mike Singletary, ironic. But they want winners, and they can't. They're not going to accept anything less. And if they got rid of Mike McCarthy, while there would be a plenty of teams that would scoop him up, it wouldn't be more or less an attack on McCarthy. It would be an attack on okay, you're not producing anymore. And sometimes coaches fall on deaf ears when it comes to certain locker rooms. It could just be saying, okay, it's just time to move on. Um, I can think of plenty of coaches that would let go to let go because the locker room was, was then lost by them. People felt that Lovey Smith lost the locker room. People feel that uh Fred Vogel on the Indiana Pacers lost the locker room in the NBA. Sometimes it's just about we need somebody to get us over that hump. And they may feel that Mike McCarthy is just time for you to move on and it's not saying you're not a good coach. You're just not the good coach for us anymore. And that very well could be. I could, you know, <clears throat> see where that would be a part of their decision-making process. But, you know, also looking at, you know, I, I, how many people can you name 
and I was just thinking of this, like how many how many players can I aim that actually outside of Aaron Rodgers, you know, and the staple few who are injured, can we actually name that are making a making an impact right now for Green Bay? You know, I, I can't even think of any of them. I'm gonna be outside totally Aaron honest with you. I, I would have to, I would have to. Right. So if your if your main player, your quarterback, the leader of your team. You know, can't get your team, can't get the rest of, you know, the other ten players on offense and the other ten player, eleven players on defense motivated to do it and play an entire game all the way through with the way he plays, with the way he leads. You know, then it's very hard for anybody to want to get behind you and really put concern into how your season going to turn out. Now, granted, people are going to play because outside of money, they love playing and they they want to do. You know, they still want to have a good season and. That's the that's the entire that's the goal for everyone involved, obviously. But the caveat is it to it is that your personal feelings do get involved. <laughs> you know, and you might miss that one block that the quarterback need needs for that play, and he might wind up getting sacked. And you might miss that one tackle that you could have made. You know, um, had you made a little bit of effort and do got a few. You know, the other player got a few yards. You know, I mean that stuff happens a lot because people get in their feelings about a game. Um, is Aaron Rodgers going to be the end all, do all for the season of Green Bay? I doubt it very seriously. Um, obviously, it takes more than just one man to win a game. Does he have a lot to do, work on as far as today's game against Washington? Yeah, because when you look at the stats, Washington has an edge in everything for the most part. The only edge they don't have is points per game and third to hunt conversions. <laughs> and that's it. On the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, uh, Washington still has the edge, has a better has a, a better edge than they do as far as, you know, um, points per game. Well, actually, they give a little bit more points, yards, yards per game. But everything else is leading towards the Washington side of it. So it's really going to come down to, you know, what – what they do is that if the defense for Green Bay doesn't isn't able to step up today, and the offense doesn't, they, and they have a total team shutdown, man, it could be very well with what they predicted on NFL. dot com as far as the entire NFL. You know, if you're losing today, you know, um, it's it's just, and that's sad to say that the entire NFC North could possibly lose today because of the way the teams have been playing. Now that was been playing pretty well um, outside of Detroit, which is an enigma, which in, in itself, um, <laughs> uh, when you really when you put it into the perspective of who who's where in the league right now, um, but I also think that if you know if they let Mike McCarthy go, it is definitely a sign of what you said, Renard, that you know you you just run at this point, you, we've just run out of time. And your time, you know, you've it's run its course, and we got it's time for a new regime and a new. We're gonna start over fresh, and it's time for a reboot. And it very well could be. It very well could be. And, um, you know, the NFC North is the oldest team in the league and oldest uh, conference in the league, and they are actually playing like old people. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. They well, are, so with that being said, who are you guys? I said so who are you guys predicting to take? This game. Are you going with Washington? <clears throat> have you lost faith in the Packers? Well, you know, I'm Renard going with Washington. I I I like Woods. He really doesn't whatsoever. I never have faith in the Packers, but to be honest, 
Do you think that? I mean, do you do do you think that? Do you think they're concerned enough right now? Ah, see, yeah. I don't have faith in Washington either. So it's just like twelve and six in one hand and half dozen in the other. I mean, I really don't have faith in either team and. But I would say, honestly, yeah, this game has on the rise, and and (laughs) Green Bay is on a decline. So if I had to pick based on that, I would probably go Washington. But that's only fifty-one percent Washington and forty-nine percent Green Bay. So with those figures in my head, the other team could win. Remember, my ability to pick teams was shaken last week. I said the NFC North was going three and zero, so my confidence in my own picks is not doing so hot right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last week. I'm sorry, man. We apologize. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna get the ad to Washington. I think they're playing better right now, and Green Bay isn't playing as well as they should be or could be at this point. So. Um, it seems like I'm going to roll right along with the NFL analyst on this one, and um, hopefully we roll with, it, with uh, the next couple of games because this is horrible. <laughs> I mean, regardless I mean, of our fandom, we never like seeing what represents us look this bad because let's keep it real. The Bears have – the Bears' signature win so far has been the Vikings. Well, if the Vikings look bad for the rest of the season, that makes it really doesn't mean anything. Worse, right? It does. Realistically, if Detroit wins the division, everybody's gonna say, "Well, Detroit, you all won the NFC North." So what? The Vikings exactly. If the Vikings come back and win the division, it enhances how everybody sees the entire division. But right now. The NFC North is mud to the rest of the NFL. And we need these teams to win just so the whole division can have some respectability. Oh, yeah, indeed, man. I mean, outside of the AFC North, <laughs> um, and, and let's see who else has uh, rather uh, – yeah, the AFC North and possibly the NFC South – and the NFC West. Outside of Seattle, Seattle six and two, the other teams are four and four and you know, San Francisco's one to eight, so you got consider that. Um outside of those three conferences uh possibly yeah, are in in the AFC North. <laughs> I gotta put them in there too. There's really like, you know, there's there's room at the bottom, unfortunately. Not a lot of room at the top, but there's a lot of room at the bottom <laughs> for what the way these teams are playing, man. And like you said, man, right now it's 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 mud, you know. And um, we got two five and four teams in in the first place for in our division. <clears throat> and when it comes down to it, it's like it's man, I can't even get into it. It's, it sucks. It's horrible. It's because it's almost like there's you know, there, there, there's really no It just it just does. <laughs> I mean, as bad as as bad as I'm made to look 
with Detroit constantly winning, let's keep it real. They're still only five and four. Yeah. I mean, I I look stupid for saying Detroit looks bad and they're the first place team in the division. Well, but, it's, I'm but at the, the same division, time, the first place is five and four. Well, but at the same time, it's a, you know we as with all things we have to consider the division they're in. You know, so if you five and four and you're in your first place in your division, that's not really saying much. Now, if you were like um, Dallas right now at age one and in the head of your division, I can really see that. And uh, and I do have to agree right now with Cash. You know, the NFC East is the most competitive division. You know, in football right now, all it's the it's the most competitive outside of the AFC West, which is like you know, kicking up. They're right behind them. Uh, they've got two seven and two teams, one seven and three team. Kansas City and Oakland, they ball it, you know. But outside of that, there aren't really any more. The other conferences aren't as competitive, where you have teams with as many wins as you know, or as close to as many wins as others do. Um, and I mean, let's also look at the third place team. The third place team in the NFC East at is Washington at five three and one, and they were mm-hmm. in first place in the NFC North. They're in third. There you go. Five three and one. They would be in first there place by themselves. So, so people, if you were looking for you know how to lay this all out and and to see if you move people around how it would affect them in different conferences, we just gave you the perfect analogy. Right there. If you put Washington in the NFC North, they would probably they would actually be in the lead. So there you have it. And they're five and three. So no, um, five three and one. Even five, with that three, tie, one, sorry. five three and one. The dreaded tie. This is true. This is very true. Actually, the last place team, the last place team in the NFC East. Would yeah, be Philly would be in first. first Philly yeah, would they be would. in first. Philly would be in first. They would be tied for first place in the NFC North at five and four, and they're the last place team in the NFC East. You know, so, so just that's so what you, you have know a very how the division is looking. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, looking. So that you know how the division it's is looking. It's not looking good at all. So NFC North, hopefully next y'all are listening in the end, you know, do some recruiting next year, man. Like, go out and get some actual people that benefit your team so you can be competitive because. Right now, it's it's not fun to watch y'all at all. None of y'all. I mean, you know, I outside of Detroit, it's absolutely exciting. Outside of watching Detroit, you know, um, pull out miracles at the end. I think they've been, you know, getting ready for the Christmas season and things like that. So they want to try to surprise people, which I ain't mad at them. Do your thing, brother. Do y'all thing. Stay focused and, and bring it in. Uh, so I guess we can go ahead and segue into them. Uh, Detroit, what can you say about Detroit at this point? They keep surprising people. And you no, know, don't. Um, I don't think they I don't think their fans are surprised. I think their fans are, you know, like we do this all the time and you know, go Lions and you know, I can't blame them. They they are the top of the NFC North of all divisions. Um, like we said, we shouldn't say it much, but hey, they still in first place. So Today they will be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are having a horrible season themselves at two and seven. Doesn't mean that Jacksonville is a bad team; just means that they can't seem to get it together. Uh, right hey, now. they beat the Bears. 
Ah, there you go. They beat the Bears. But it's Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. I know, but, you know, at the same time, man, like, you know, it's like we say, like, the Bears won two games, but who they beat? You know, so when, if, you, if you're if you beating the 2-7 team, I really can't, like, give you credit for beating the 2-7 You 2-7, that just means you beat somebody else who is a little bit worse than you. <laughs> the Bears' two wins are against the two teams that tie for first place. Interesting. It really is. The Bears beat the Vikings. And the Lions. Yeah, but it, it does not. It's not serving them well at all. It's serving the Lions great though. It's serving the Lions great though. I know it ain't doing them no good whatsoever. I'm just saying. Oh man, that hurts. I'm just saying, you know, we gotta we gotta keep it in keep it in perspective and keep it real. It's, it ain't really serving them well at to make all. You laugh man. and cough at the same time. <laughs> hey man, I can't control what your body do. That sounds like the personal thing between your brain and however the rest of it functions. <laughs> you better tell your body to stop giving you bad reactions. Um, but yes, it is laughable, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as Renard just so, um, you know, supported himself with his own reaction. Uh, what we're talking about here. So Detroit lines up today, and when you look at it, you know last week's game, um, they surprised everybody. Uh, Wait a minute, are we going to skip over? Are we going to skip over that, that that team north of Chicago, uh, north of Green Bay in Minnesota? We gonna skip no, over we that? get to them. No, no we oh, no, okay. we're not. We got time to get to them. Okay. We got time to get to them. We just, you know, we got to stroll okay. through here real quick and, and, and talk about what they're doing. And then we're going to finish up with Minnesota because this is where Cass is today. She's going to check out Minnesota playing at – who they playing? Arizona, right? Playing Arizona yes, today. And so um, I'm really hoping – I, re- I really need, you know, um, nothing against Minnesota, but Larry Fitzgerald, I need you to catch a bunch of balls today and put some points on the board. For no, we don't. Not um, at all. Mm-mm. Yes, I do. Nope, I don't do either. because, Please you don't. know, as of right now, I am ranked third in our fantasy football league. And so, for me, it is very, very important that he balls out today. Ball to the wall, brother. Catch the balls on him and do what you got to do. I am not mad at you. Go ahead and do what you have to do today. Uh, Cass feels different, but, hey, you know, she's a Minnesota fan. We respect her, too, and I'm not even tripping on her. She can do that. Anyway, back to this game with the matchup today between Detroit Lions and um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, when you look at the comparison and how it all stacks up, Actually, um, Jacksonville has a bit of an edge on offense. Not much, though, as, you know, you can imagine. Um, they've both been playing pretty well. Blake Bortles and Matt Stafford have been having great games. I can't even, like, be mad at them. Um, so when you look at their stats, their stats are pretty decent. Um, well, you know, as far as the wins and loss section, eh, yeah, that all stuff comes into play on the other scale. But when we're talking about fantasy football, we don't care if you win or lose as long as you put points to the board so we can win here, huh? It's all good. <laughs> all right, so um, I don't know, man. I, I look at, you know, these, Detroit is one of those teams, like we said, they've they've gone to the points now where we saw them initially where they needed so much just when they were out of control. 
Um, and then they, you know, obtained the discipline we talked about, and they seem to become docile. And this year they're tr- they seem to be finding the balance a lot better um, than in the previous seasons and starting to work out to where the point they're playing the full game all the way through. Um, you know, so much so that, like we said, what did I tell meeting, you about being logical over there? What did I tell oh, man, you about look, being logical? I can't help you don't like the coach. You got to get a man credit. No, I said I will give him credit for this season. I will give him credit for telling him to play all 60 minutes. I'm not giving him more than that. Giving him that hurts. So, Renard said he's not giving credit, but we're going to give him a little bit of credit, y'all, because he's got them playing a full game. They are playing 60 minutes football. And I don't know if it's the fact that they're just saying focus all the way until the whistle blows. They don't hear anything until the coach says it's time to go. Or, hey, man, you know, pack up. We we shaking hands now. Or what it is. But at the last two minutes of the game, it seems to be like they show up. And I don't think it's that they're showing up. I think it's rather the other teams a little bit more worn down. And, you know, and they stay close enough within game range. You know, they keep the game within striking distance um, score-wise so that, you know, in the last couple of minutes they can pull out a win. I think that's not that's not a bad philosophy to have. Um, it's an actual great philosophy to teach anybody. Um, you know, I think it's something that, you know, we, we learn as athletes, young athletes growing up when we're playing sports. You know, we're always told to play through the whistle, uh, especially in football. You know, basketball, same thing, play the whistle. When you hear the whistle blow is when you stop. You don't hear the whistle blow, you keep going. And that seems to be what's happening in Detroit, and it is working in their favor. Will it work today against a very struggling Jacksonville Team, um, it is yet to be seen. Um, like I said, just because you're two and seven doesn't mean that you uh, have no skill. It's just, um, well, depends on who you talk about, Bears. Um, yes, that was a shot fired. <laughs> anyway, um, I think for them today, Detroit's going to have to you know still put together a full game, and they're still going to have to come out. And Matt Stafford is going to have to do, you know, have an exceptional game as well. Um, Golden Tate had a great catch last week. Um, he's uh, he still only has two touchdowns for the season, so he's he's going to have to have a, another you breakout game. Give Golden Tate some props. He gets no props. I, I gave him he props on his mouth. one catch, man. He got he props on the one catch. I gave and, him props on one. Fine. Catch! It was one catch, man. Dang, that's it. Okay. All right, I'll that's let, all. I'll let him have I mean, I, 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 I just said he, he, I just said he only has two touchdowns for the season. They like he, okay, he, he, he got he got to break out. You know, he can, I'm he just saying he got one catch. Right, thank you. That's all. Because it was a great catch. You got to admit it, dude. <laughs> man, you got to admit I know. I love it because you don't like to admit nothing. It's all good, though. So now, people, if you want to know how to get him to admit stuff, you just have to make sense. <laughs> and you have to give him a fact. <laughs> That's it. You can't agree with Bernard the fact that he cannot dispute. You just have to make sense. This is absolutely well, hilarious. Bernard, Bernard, are you mad, though? Are you mad? Yes, I do not like this. Because you do not, you never. I do not like the Detroit Lions. No, he you don't do compliment not. them at but, all. But you can't put on Caldwell. Use the logic on me. 
Stop using logic. No, no. You try to give us Jay Cutler logic. We're going to give you the real when it comes to the Lions. I'm Jim Caldwell. I've got a whole thing. I got some discipline. You can't, I mean, you can be in that headbutt. I tell you. We know you don't. Hold on, wait a minute. But but you have to play the entire 60 minutes. I have to respect that. I have well, to okay, we'll take that. Jim Powell will take it. The Lions are taking it being tied in first place. And as we mentioned, if this was any other division, they'd be in last. Well, if this was the NFC East. But, you know, right now, it is what it is in the NFC North. It's a little bit of a dungeon battle going on right here. And it just is what it is. But the one thing that I want to see, this will prove if clock management has been the key to their success if they beat Jacksonville. If they lose to Jacksonville, I am going to, every article I have typed, I'm going to rip it up and burn it because I'm, I still don't believe that just because, just because the Lions are tied for first place, I still don't believe that the Lions are the truth. I, I definitely can see them holding down the second place spot. I'm not convinced. And it's so funny because they got this tie on their box. Everyone else in the NFC North dropped and gave the Lions an advantage, just like the reverse of the movie Friday. And Friday, he got fired on his day off. They got promoted. So I will be going into this game with nothing but glory. But I would also be, you know, I got to take it serious now because people are actually looking at the Lions like, well, y'all are tied for first and we haven't seen you do much. So what are you doing? So it's a it's a, it's a lot of responsibility being put on their shoulders right now. We just got to see if it was just luck of the draw because the Vikings are dealing with so many injuries and the Packers just aren't gelling this season. Of course, if you're smart as any team, you take advantage of that. But overall, real talk, um, I don't think the Lions are the truth. Not yet. I don't. I, I don't, I don't think that. I think that. I, I think that they have. A, I have got to that? ask this question. As much as I ride down on Detroit, and as much as you all defend Detroit, why do you all, even when it all boils down to it, you all end up saying the same thing I say? Well, no, it's, no, I don't think that the Lions are a number four team in this division. I think the team that earned that spot has that. Oh, no, I've never. And, and, and I believe that the Lions could, this season, I've always, whoever was sitting in second place, I believe that the Lions could give them a run for their money because they're playing a lot different. They're playing like a more mature team. Um, but at the same time, what's scary to me about the Lions is, yes, Jim Caldwell is pulling them together, but I was born in this division, and I've seen the Lions get really far and fall. And so this time they actually have, you know, they might have that uh, bullseye on their back, like, oh, you didn't stepped up and tied with Minnesota? And that's kind of – and here's why I say that. How many players on Detroit are hurt? Minnesota is sitting five and four, which they should not be that. They dropped two games, and I'll talk about how they rectified those two games in just a moment. But – they dropped two games, and I really believe that they shouldn't have dropped. Um, but and with that being said, look at the injury that the Vikings have right now. 
the injuries that the Vikings have right now are serious. They basically, like, their starting lineup, some of these people, you're still looking on the chart for their name and their number and who is this guy. So when you look at it from that standpoint, that's a little bit different. That's a little bit different to have a healthy, a, a semi, a pretty healthy Lions team. And you're out. They went to get Sam Bradford. Their ground game sucks. Their ground, Matt Asiata is. Matt Asiata, but it's not Adrian Peterson. Heck, it's not even Jarek McKinnon. They've got so many key injuries to the secondary. That O-line is trash. I, I have no other word for it. And yet they are tied for first with this team. That's where I'm going with it when it comes to Detroit. And when I say I don't think Detroit is the truth yet. Because you're tied with a team that's at the top of the division, and they banged up completely. So... That's the only way. That's the only reason I think my difference here. What did you say? I said, I don't yeah, know I, I mean, she's a fan of. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's too. All things, you know, considered, it's too early to give Detroit like a lot, a huge amount of props because they're sitting at number one, and the reason is right. because of the division they're in. You know, if they were, if the division was a lot tougher, um, and they were sitting, and it was still five and four, then I could see that. You know, them doing being being somewhat of a threat when it comes to off season. But right now, I wouldn't give them like you know off season threat you know advantage um, for the playoffs or anything because we still have the rest of the season to go. You know, and I'm there's still say, a lot. I'm gonna give you some. I'm going to give you some numbers for Detroit and Detroit's history. All-time playoff games for Detroit. I don't care about their history right now. They've been in 19 playoff games, 7 and 12. Wild card round, 0 and 8. Divisional round, 3 and 2. Conference championship, 0 and 1. To actually see a winning record for Detroit's playoffs, you have to go pre-1996. I mean, excuse me, pre-1966. Four and one. Well, so so we know Detroit's not the truth. That's kind of my point, and they just keep proving me right. And then until someone we know they're not the truth in that aspect. But what I do like about them this time around is if they catch you sleeping, they're going to capitalize on it, and and that just is what it is. If they catch you slipping, they capitalize on it. They play the whole entire game, and one of the things I said earlier today is. Although a lot of people notice that they win in the last two minutes of the game, what really matters about that stat is, and Mike, Mike touched on it earlier, they keep you close enough for them to even have a to chance be able to do in the that. last two that's, minutes that's of the game. True. That is true. So, I so don't there's something ignore, to watch, but I don't ignore what they're I'm, doing. Right. That's what I was going to say. There's something to watch, but – considering what's going on in the division, the division is imploding. Had this been, let's just keep it real, had this been two years ago, never. Had these teams been, never, never. They, they, no. So they just have well, to be in a division at the right place at the right time. Two years ago, the last time Detroit made the playoffs. 
But if the teams yeah, are playing now, that. if the Packers weren't imploding and the Vikings were healthy, not even. It, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's a different, you know, with, with the, with the healthy Minnesota team. Detroit has not been a healthy team in the division on a consistent basis in how long? In 15 Well, that's years. what we're saying, though. That's that's the whole right. point. And is the fact that Detroit, you know, if you take Chicago, this is not just the Vikings, and this is not just the Packers. Detroit has not proven it can be the healthy team in the division on a consistent basis. Right. You know, and that's and that's and that's really what's going on now. You know, so if you look at like Cass said, and you know what you're saying too is that if you take a, you know take out the if you, if you have a Minnesota a healthy Minnesota team. You know, and uh, Green Bay team, which you know is not struggling, then the division looks totally different. I can't say right. much about the Bears because it, you know, I mean, it's the Bears. They you don't know really what to do from year to year most of the time, unfortunately. You know, and sometimes it's the same way with Detroit. Um, but for the for the most part, you know, Green Bay is typically the leader of the division. You know, though they're not so much this year um, at this point. So with Detroit playing today and playing against Jacksonville, you know, it, it really is, is going to be important for them to be able just to, regardless of whether Jacksonville is two and seven, all everything from here on out is going to be very important for them on the winning side, you know, um, and, and to, keep, to keep moving forward with the way they've been playing um, and what we hope will we don't want to see and hopefully won't see is, you know, the type of implosion that you're seeing, um, you know, that we've used to seeing from them later on in the season. Um, so I think that's where, where it's going to be very important. I mean, I'm not really concerned about Matt Stafford so, having a great game. So, he typically has good games. <laughs> he does. Okay. So for you, when, you, when it comes to you guys, who do you think is going to take this? Are you guys giving it to Detroit for the win today? Uh, man, <laughs> I've never seen a pick so painful. I've never seen a pick so painful. As much as I want to, as much as I would like to, I I really can't do it. I think um, I think Jacksonville is gonna surprise them. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna mess around and under, underestimate Jack, Jacksonville, and <clears throat> thinking that just because I'm they're just two saying and seven, Jacksonville is just the know. first game when they played uh, the Packers. I've always said Jacksonville can surprise us. I might as well continue I, to be Detroit's good luck charm. I might as well continue to be their good luck charm and pick against them. Yeah, I, I really don't. I don't see it. I don't see where they would have the edge today. Um, they just tend. They have a better. They're just better on both sides of the ball. Be totally honest with you. Regardless of them being two and seven, they're better on both sides of the ball. You know, and if you know if they can get into any of the weak spots that Detroit has today, yeah, it's gonna be it, 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 they could wind up with a loss. And I, I don't know. So yeah, I, I really I don't think I don't really see them being able to pull it out. I kind of. And I hate, I hate, I feel that way because I'm kind of like siding with the analysts. <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of um, who shows up today. And Jacksonville, they, you know, like you said, they can be a spoiler. So I, I really think they, you know, they don't really they're they're like the Bears right now. They don't have anything to lose. The best thing they can do is beat everybody in their path. Right. 
that's the best thing I, they can do for themselves. That. You know, so you know, so, so now, and, and so, so Jacksonville, we we giving it to you. Don't let us down. Thank you. Please don't make us all look bad today. So now, we, I've got to get ready to wrap up, and I know you guys have college football to talk about, so why don't we go ahead and segue into this Vikings-Arizona matchup. Larry Fitzgerald is home. I am in Minnesota, my second home, and um, they are going to do battle at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Arizona Cardinals. Wait a minute. Let's, let's pause Cardinals. here. Let's pause here. Chicago is not okay. Chicago is Cassandra's second home. Minnesota's her first home. Her clothes just are here. Okay. I have to agree. I got clothes too. I got clothes here too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. She doesn't really live here. She's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How poor they are. Um anywho, going back to be totally taken off track. Larry Fitzgerald is home. I guess we got to share this, please. He is home. Um, but the Arizona Cardinals have not been looking like the Arizona Cardinals that everyone has expected this season. We thought the Arizona Cardinals were going to come out with Seattle going through whatever Seattle's going through and just kick open the door and be like, completely, we are here. It is what it is. Let's get it. We're not seeing that so much. Did you say did she say I Kabloody? did say Kabloody. I'm going to say Kapow next. Yeah, I, I see so that 1970s, we, 1980s cartoons coming out in you today. That man. Kabloody. Okay, so <laughs> I have to think of a politically correct word. So, anywho, as I'm trying to get this out here, um, this is a must, 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 not taking anything else, win. The Minnesota Vikings. The sad part is the amount of injuries that the Minnesota Vikings are enduring right now is is almost scary. Um, you know there there are the rumors of Adrian Peterson coming off IR and getting back to practicing, but with that O line looking the way it looks, do you even want to risk your star player returning this season? Um, the O line. Did a little bit better protecting Sam, but they are not the greatest. On top of that, we we've got key players. I mean, you don't want to hear Captain Munderlands and while Sindale is active, he's still hurt. Like they're just so the the roster of injuries for the Vikings is extremely scary. But but finally, I don't know what it took. I don't know who gave up their firstborn child, but finally. The Minnesota Vikings have parted ways with bad news kicker Blair Walsh, and he's not happy about this. And I don't know why. <laughs> I think he needed to take a sabbatical anyway, because clearly where the uprights are, he wasn't hitting them, and that was his only job. Blair, you have one job, and you didn't even do that. So, Ty, for Barthes in um, with his former teammate, our lovely puncher. So, we got to see how that works out today because clearly what we were getting, in fact, we could have actually beaten, that was a defensive issue too, but we could have actually beaten the Detroit Lions and never gone into overtime as well as another lovely game last week. You cannot miss these PATs. The big thing now is people are saying, oh, it's an issue. We're seeing this going on because, you know, the NFL thought that 
extending where the kick has to come from is an issue. You're the kicker. You don't do anything else. You get a nice check. If that's where they put it, then that's where it is. And I don't want to see it move back. Not for the amount of money that comes across your check. Now, if they were paying you fourteen fifty, I'd be like, just let them stand on the, the two-yard line. But that's not what's happening. So you're the kicker. So you've got to do what you have to do. And I just, when you cannot, when you repetitively cannot, I do feel bad because I feel bad in the sense of I don't think he understands what happened. I don't think this was like I'm just going to go in and be a horrible kicker. I do not think he understands what happened. And I think he tried his darndest to figure it out. But at the expense of what it's costing them in the season, you just can't keep doing that. You, you, you can't keep allowing that to happen. So do you think that he was do just completely? Do you think he was completely oblivious to how bad he had been performing? Yes. And and and, and like just did not really consider the fact that it that his job was in question and in jeopardy. You, I mean, like, how can you be that oblivious? Oh, I've missed a few kicks in the past few years, major kicks, but they'll be okay and they'll live with it. It'll be all right. I, and then they fire you and you get mad. I, you did before. He cannot have been that oblivious when he lost a playoff game. He cannot be that. You didn't do your exactly. But 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 he was upset at the fact that they were even auditioning kickers, and I'm just like, it, it, I'm sorry. He I was in his feelings. I don't think he was people. oblivious. I think he was being stupid. No, he no, was I in his he, feelings. I think he was oblivious. He was really in his he feelings. Was, he wanted those same first graders to write him a letter again. Like, he, he, no, no, no. He, he, he was really in his feelings. He was really upset. And so what they did was they were like, all right, dude, we're not going to sign one of these guys that, you know, we, we brought in to work them out. If you're sure, you know where the goalpost is. And he went right out there and completely proved that he had no idea what the hell that was in the back of the end zone. And Mike Zimmer was like, before I rip my other, you know, tear in my other eye, let's just stop. Let's let's stop. Let's just stop. I'm <laughs> just saying, man, you go. had one job. You had one job. Only you one know, job. And, and look, listen. I know sometimes, you know, we ride kickers and stuff because, honestly, if you ask any other person on the football team, the kickers don't really do much for practice. You know, they come and they kick and they do, you know, and they warm up and they and they go out there and they line up and they get the holders and they snap and they come and they do PAT and they do punts. You know, we go through point formation and kick the ball and stuff Jay, like that. But as, far as like a, but as far as a full-length practice, all the way through from beginning to end, Kickers don't have they don't have the same type of practices as the rest of the players on the team go. So with that in mind, you got one job: kick the ball, kick the goalpost. That's all you have to do. Now, granted, depending on how close the score is, the pressure may be insurmountable. You may even feel like you You have faint because you got to kick this one because you got to kick the ball. But you got one job. Your job is to kick the ball no matter what, and all you have to do is make sure it goes right between the goalposts. So if you're consistently not doing your job, I'm sorry, like any other place of employment, your butt will be fired, period. And they gave you chances. We are are taking applications, people. 
<laughs> they will put posts up online real quick. We have it is before they let your butt go. So I don't know why you mad about it. You know, right. you didn't you haven't lived right. up to it in the past few seasons. You've done you haven't done well. You lost the playoff game. The past you know, this season you sucked horribly as well. Hey, can, so, we get, you know, can we get a meme to say why you mad? And should we get that girl holding her hand up? Why you mad? <laughs> no, because why you mad? no, no, because no, because I'm hoping that this is our last Blair Walsh conversation ever. So, no, we don't even want to know. I don't even care why you mad. Dude, it's over. Thanks for coming out, playing ball with us. Take up your check on Tuesday. And, you know, you could more than welcome to stay here with other Vikings that have retired and moved on in their life that still live in the state. Like, I, you know, I, no. No. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'm in, look. No, but now that still, that, still puts, that still puts the eye back on Minnesota because you have fixed that. So, when those PATs and, and, and things come up this game, you know, we're hoping to see that he knows where the uprights are. I mean, the Vikings have gone I'm through a lot. You. Your offensive coordinator is gone. Half your offense is gone. There's no ground game. I, I, I love my lovely little Stefan Diggs, but last two games, Stefan hasn't looked like Stefan. So there is a lot, and they are still tied at first place. Arizona has not looked like the Arizona we were expecting at all. Not at all. Not in the least bit does Arizona look like the team that we really were like, Arizona's going to come out here and mollywop them because Seattle is falling off. Their whole division is a little iffy. It's, it's no guarantee in their division. So this is perfect. You know, like we can we can do this. And, you know, and I I don't I don't think they can do it. Um um, and I see, really well, you know. believe that the Vikings can actually prove themselves today with a W. I think they can be motivated enough. Well, it's Grab definitely going to be important for them to be. It's definitely going to be important for them to come out focused and to you know not take Arizona lightly. Um, regardless of the injuries and what they have going on, that defense is really going to have to step it up and contain, you know, the um, running game for <clears throat> passing game and a running game against um, against Arizona. So they, I mean, if, if if any team in the division is in a must-win situation to, to pretty much salvage their season and stop it from pretty much going down the drain the Minnesota Vikings are that team. And it's really because they got off to such a great start that you don't want to see them get here and then just stall in the rest of the season. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't go bad, well for them. It, you know. So we're hoping today that when doesn't, they come out. But, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them stall. I just want them to do, do better. You know what? I mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just dagger through the phone, I think. Uh, no, I just really like confused. You want to see them fall, you just want them to do better. Okay. I guess I can understand um, your thought process okay, on that one. My Bears Please fandom explain. doesn't care if they do better or not. My NFC North pride wants the NFC North to look good. Okay, all right, I can take that. See, you when we put in those type of, you know, 
perspective, then I can I can I can understand what you're saying. You just say I want them to do I want I want them to do better, but not really. I kind of want them to fall, but I need them to do better. I don't really get that. But in order for for as far as the NFC North goes and how it affects what it looks like and the strength of the division, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I mean, them as well as Detroit would both need to have, you know. Um, very strong showings for the next, you know, next the rest of the season, and and to re-strengthen the the, the division right now because right now it looks horrible. You know, I mean, we got two five and four teams, and I'm not nothing nothing against nothing against being five and four, but when you five and four and you're tied one and two, you know, it doesn't it's it's not really saying a lot. So if they could turn this around with a win today over Arizona. Minnesota could very well start, you know, a ripple effect and get their season back on track, uh, which we are hoping they can do. Um, Adrian Peterson has, you know, been taken off the IRS. I, huh, well, the I they, they, they haven't, they haven't fully cleared them. But, but they haven't, you know, right? They haven't, uh, you know, he hasn't fully been cleared yet. So. But you know that's a good thing for them because they do need to get their running game back reestablished. Um, Hopefully, in doing so, it'll bring some life to their O line, which has proven to be a little dismal the past few weeks. Um, you know, uh, Sam has, has been seeing seeing his back a little bit. And I think he's tired of hearing footsteps. <laughs> so, you know, to give them some balance, uh, it'll be good to see Peterson back on the field soon. Um, may not be this game, but yes, most likely yes, it probably would be with yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. Yes and no, because I'm still not sold on this O-line. This O-line and myself are not having a love affair right now. So that, that <laughs> makes a huge difference. And, and you know, do you want to bring Adrian back in this situation? We need him. We definitely need him. The, the ground game is suffering. So we definitely need him. You know, how they finished it, you know what, how they finished Today's game to me, I think, will really determine that. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of it is going to be based upon what they do. Um, you know, they're facing a defense that's second right now, and they're third, third against them. So, but on the, on the edge, everything else goes to Atlanta. <laughs> you know, and that's where you have to. Atlanta. Let me see. Let me let me Atlanta. look at it again. I'm sorry. I did say Atlanta, didn't I? Goes to Arizona. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I read it wrong. I don't know how I read that wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at it. You know what got me? The it's the bird. Oh. Bird did me. <laughs> I blame it on the. I'm blaming it on the emblem. It was the bird. So I was looking at the bird stud name. So that's what threw me. But Arizona does have the edge today, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, as we do know, stats don't really mean much. They're just a bunch of numbers that you put up after you do some stuff the week before. Um, so that could very well okay. change today. It could very we are well learning be a lot in... today, ladies and gentlemen. Your stuff doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't count, um, but, you know, from we, you, you use them as a barometer to move forward, and that's really what they should be used the Vikings, for. I mean, if the, Vikings, if the Vikings can come out and play – Strong. One of their keys um, at the beginning of the season, when they opened up, despite their initial setbacks, where they came out strong, they came out hungry, they came out and played like they absolutely had nothing to lose and everything to gain. 
yes, they have, there are a lot more key injuries that have happened since that lovely epiphany. But overall, they did. They came out super, 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 super strong. If they open this game and stay strong, one of the biggest problems that I have, because they can play strong football, their defense is a monster, but the defense is also key for the amount of penalties that they get against themselves and put themselves in a hole. I'm tired of seeing the, the automatic first downs to other teams for unnecessary holding penalties, um, God, offsides, just a lot of things. They've got to play smarter. I get the adrenaline is rushing, and I get you see your man, you see him move, you want to jump. they got to play smarter because the penalties that they're making aren't like repeat the down penalties. They are actually advancing a team. They're giving a team that could have gone three and out a chance to re-up and continue to march down the field. That is killing the Vikings worse than some of the missed tackles. You're going to have missed tackles. I mean, both teams are there to play. Those penalties, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. I they have to I play definitely agree with you. Smart. They've got to stop backing themselves up with offensive penalties, um, and they have to stop allowing the team that they are defending against to march down the field basically off penalties. You're putting people in the red zone and in field goal range simply because of really bad mistakes, and that has to that has to stop. So if the Vikings come out, play hard and smart football, and get that adrenaline going, this will be a battle that the Vikings can finally, finally walk away with back in that win column and get off this five and four hump. And I think that will do a lot for their momentum. And it's not that they don't come in here every week. Like every team, every team shows up to play really hard. But the Vikings have to watch those penalties. Those unnecessary penalties are murdering them. I can't even say kill. It, it, it's the episode of How to Get Away with Murder is so bad. So, so it, it, well, it, I definitely it, agree it, with you. I think <laughs> if they if they definitely want to win, they're going to have to figure out a way how to avoid the penalties and stuff, you know, especially when you're advancing the other team. A lot of it, I think, comes from the stem of, you know, they're, they're in the season – and things are slipping, slip, kind of slipping out of control. So you kind of get, you know, get focused on the big picture instead of focus on the challenge at hand. You know, and just focusing on and worry about the the game at that point. You know, they take play by play and just go in there and do what they need to do. You know, one play at a time. They can't. You know, the victory at the end of the day would be on that side. But you know, Arizona may not be playing as good as they can be. But if Arizona takes to takes um. <clears throat> You know, takes advantage of these the mistakes that they've been making of late. It could be a long day for Minnesota for real, and you know, no one really wants to see that happen um, outside of maybe Renard <laughs> a little bit. Like he said, I want I want you to see, I want y'all to do good, but I don't want you to do too good. Um, and I get that. Um, you know, I want you to win, but I only uh, want you to win by one point. You know, just win by a point. Don't do too good. Um, I think for this, it would be really, really important for uh, the defense to come to play, do like they've been doing, come to play. They always come to hit. They got to minimize, definitely have to minimize the uh, penalties, you know, but the passing game and and for Sam Sam is definitely going to have to be a lot, you know, a lot better. Um, He's going to have to be able to avoid picks. His reads are going to have to be on on point. 
You know, he's going to have to do a lot of things differently this game um, in order for them to win. But I don't see, I don't think it's impossible. I think they do have a good opportunity to to pull it off. Um, and if it really comes down to it, it could possibly, you know, they could possibly be, go ahead and be 6 and 4 at the end of the day. But that, that's, that's, that takes a lot. With, with other people in the background got up to the dose that we stuck here in Chicago. Can we go to a game? Hey, man, it's colder where she is. I ain't tripping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you got to choose between the cold. All right, man. All right, man. It's colder where she is. You know, if – um, but then again, but at the same inside. point, they got the dome, right. You know, so, yeah, you know. <laughs> It really doesn't matter where she is at this point because Minnesota has a dome. Unlike Chicago, who doesn't have a dome, we're not really a, But it's Chicago. We don't even have to go into the politics of spending money here in this city. <laughs> it is what it now is, that, ladies and gentlemen. If we bring that conversation up to she will have, she have a whole other list of things to talk about with that. Oh, I'm she, sure. I, you know she does. You know she does. We could do a whole show on that. We oh, should well, do a whole well, show on that. Yeah. And we're one of the most snow-prone snow cities in the world. <laughs> it's it's gonna snow here. But we don't want you, we don't care, man. We don't need a dome over. Dome is for pussy. Dome's for people who can't even deal with the cold. Dome's for the soft. Like, nah, man, dome's for people who want to get out the cold and enjoy the football game. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's Minnesota don't feel that way, so... You, I, and it gets cold in Green Bay, but y'all really, come on, this Canadian win, you, you ain't ready. So, you know what I'm saying? That is all I'm saying, saying you know. When Blair Walsh lost the, it was so cold when Blair Walsh, when the Vikings played the uh, the Seahawks. It, it it was way below zero, and my man couldn't, like, we, we were out here for this, Blair, you, you, Ace Ventura the ball and um okay okay uh, you know so but we know wherever you land Blair we you know it, it'll be good for you um hopefully it'll be good for the other team as well uh, uh but you know Cassandra could care less where you land or how good you do at this point because you didn't do it when you were here. So, the right along, I um, believe that the Vikings can pull it out. The Vikings, I truly believe the Vikings can pull it out. Um, they just have to watch their penalties. Their penalties are very key in their losses. Um, so they gotta, you know, do what they gotta do. Knock it out. Pull it out. Of, yeah, pull a lot the of they're gonna have to control the ball today and keep it away from Arizona as much as possible on the offensive side. Um, and hopefully there it will, you know, it won't be a complete flat line in the NFC North today. I'm hoping that we're, you know, the, the, it, it's not cause it, Ooh, that would just be horrible. <laughs> no, we don't need that another, we don't need to give them. We don't the need NFC another, we don't need oxygen. another one of that. Yeah. Thanks. You know, we need some life, Minnesota. A little bit of life there. I think Minnesota um, can do it. Well. I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota can do it. They've got a lot to prove. They've got to get back on track. I really think they can do it. I have. Faith. Indeed. So there's that. Um, before I, well, what and, are you guys thinking, Minnesota or the Cardinals? Well, I'm. 
I'm gonna take a stab at, at and, and pull at it, and I'm hoping that Minnesota can pull it out there. Like I said, I have Larry Fitzgerald on my foot, on my fantasy football team today. I do need him to have a good day. However, here's now here's an interesting thing. So I have the opportunity to either trade Matt. I could trade. Um, uh, who is it? I'll tell you in a minute. Dun dun dun. I can trade Matt. Drop Matt. Matt Stafford for Blake Bortles. Isn't that interesting? Wow. You and the crazy I'm thing is, Stafford. I don't know. You know I'm not. Right. I'm like, Cause, uh, you know, because uh, sometimes you know when I look at the uh, when I look at the fantasy guru, I look at like, are you crazy? <laughs> Why would I do that? He sucks right now. He's not doing well. He's losing. I need somebody who's putting points on the board, man, and at least in, in the contention. But yeah, I think um, if Minnesota can do what they need to do today, not get frustrated, stakes to the game plan, not commit a bunch of unnecessary penalties on the defense side of the ball, and actually control the ball and keep Minnesota's offense—not Minnesota, Arizona's offense—off the field, then they have the a very strong opportunity of winning today. So I'm going to pull for Minnesota to beat Arizona today. All right, and then here's my thing um, right here. Honestly, this, this is my thing. Um, I, well, um, I'm sorry, Bernard, who are you picking? Hello? Bernard? Mike? Sorry about that. I didn't realize I had the new button on. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm sitting over here talking, and new buttons are uh, not working in my favor. Sorry about that. But That's I do believe... Uh, I, I'm one of the people that Just like folks don't believe The Vikings are as bad as they've been playing I don't believe The Cardinals are as bad as they've been playing And they just were hit with Tyron Matthew A.K.A. the Honey Badger Is not playing in today's game So mm-hmm. I'm, right, mm-hmm. I wanted to say I wanted to say that Arizona was going to pull this out, but that's a huge part of of the defense for Arizona. So when it comes down to it, what, what do you think then? If I had to think, I would go with Arizona, but I'm not confident in that pick. So I'm who are you picking, man? Pick at all.
the various ways that cannabis can be <laughs> consumed. It does not have to be by rolling the all It does not have to be smoked. Joint. It does not have to be smoked. It does not have there to be edible, smoked at there all. Are there are edible forms, forms of it. There are there are several forms of there, there, ways there's to, just, yeah. there's just Right. There's just several, several different ways of, of doing know, it. And, and it does then, help. It does help with a lot of things. So I'm going to let the guys go ahead and finish that conversation, and I will have to tune in and listen to it as it dumps down as a podcast to see where they took it. But I'll definitely be doing a piece on that this week. I have to head into U.S. Bank Stadium where it's super loud, so I can't take you guys with me. So this is Cass signing off. Thank you guys for tuning in, but stay tuned because Mike and Renard are talking about this issue and some pretty good NCAA football. Yes, indeed. Have a great time, babe. See you later. Be safe. Enjoy it. All right. So, marijuana and the NFL. Um, You know, should it be legalized? Well, first off, you have to take consideration. Here you go. I have partaken in the green, the green machine, the the green cigarette, uh, the purple haze, and what have you. That being said. That being said, I personally don't believe it should be a free-for-all. I do not believe it should be a open open spirit to cannabis in the NFL. I do believe it should be a medical marijuana situation. I do believe if you have a prescription, you should be allowed. Uh Pain management is a huge thing in NFL. Pain management is one of the things that medical marijuana has been approved for in many states around the country. Well, see, I think I that's where the issue the, the issue with the NFL, not to cut you off, the issue is going to run into here. This is what, you know, the same thing the states are running into. Um, even though the states pass laws on the state level, <clears throat> the federal law still says it's illegal. Now, when it comes down to you have several teams, several of our teams in states where it's legal in one form or the other. Like here in Illinois, it's legal. It's not legal recreationally. You have to have certain type of illnesses for them to approve it, um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but like in places where like L.A. and Colorado where it's legally recreationally, you know, a lot of it's really going to depend on how these teams in the states that where you can't smoke legally, where it's where it's not, where it hasn't been um, approved yet. You know, how how do you justify them? These say they can't use it, but these can. And you know, you can say, well, they're the state that that they are. But if you're going to make it an NFL blanket policy, I mean, it's a policy for everybody. Then you have to take into consideration. You know, I, I'm. I'm with you to a point to a point when it comes down to the um, prescription thing, and the only reason I can agree with you there is if it's a situation where your doctor prescribed it, then that's one thing. And he says, "Well, doctor, rather me take this, this, and this, can I? I rather do this." You know, if that's fine, you know, cool, one thing. But at the same time, you know, for those places where you don't have it, you know, but it may not be legally right. You know, you may have it where it's not legally recreationally and you still have to go through all these other things. Everybody can't get a prescription. You know, it's from what I've found out, 
you know, it's it's not a, a readily available to everybody just for every little element you have. So it's not something that's easy to get depending on where you live. <clears throat> Please take that into consideration because it's, it's it does depend on where you live, what stipulations are. But you know, I don't think it's you. If you have, if you can prove that there's something wrong with you, and there's a need for you to have it, then fine. I'm not. I don't have nothing against that. Um, I think when it comes down to um, from the NFL side, if they want to be protected, you know, then they'll have their doctor or an associate doctor prescribe that just so it's monitored. You know, so you have a monitoring of how what your dosage is. You know, how much you're getting. You know so on and so forth. And understand, ladies and gentlemen, if, even if you're not into, if you don't know anything about the marijuana background, first off, there's a bunch of strains, you know, a few hundred different strains of, the, of it. Second off, there's a few, there's a bunch of different ways you can take it that don't require you to smoke it, you know, or, or anything of the sort. So there are safe ways to, you know, put the, to have this natural herb in your system. <laughs> Um, how the NFL mandates that and applies it across the board is what's going to be interesting because, you know, you can't, like I said, if you're in states where it's obvious you can have it, then that's that's a no-brainer. But it's having it across the board that really comes down to it. And I see where, you, where your point is, you know, well, make it prescription-based. But then you cut out the places where they don't have it. You know, so those people you're saying can't use it. You know what I mean? So you got to be able to have it where everything there's... is fair. Uh, for example, well, I know everything's a, a not fair. A police officer can go on vacation to Amsterdam. If he comes back to the U.S. and is drug tested, he's in trouble. There are plenty of jobs. Whether you, if I go visit Colorado, Washington, or California, and come back to my job, it says you can't use it. I'm in trouble. Fair is not always what it's about. The reality is what we've been asking for for the NFL is not about recreation. What we've been saying is pain management. If it comes down to pain management, get a prescription, period. Point blank, it's about pain management. If we're asking for it to be on the same level as alcohol, that's a different debate. The debate has been be. about pain medicine. If we're changing uh, the debate, it, that's a completely it, but, different story. But but there are people who use alcohol for pain medicine, but they don't need and a prescription for I'll, it. That I didn't sit up here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sit I'm up just here saying, there you know, no, I'm just saying, you know, but, I mean, even if you're talking on the pain management part of it, you know, you can't, to require everybody to get a prescription, like I said, if it's not in this now – so if I have to get a prescription and I play for New York, my doctor is in Colorado. That's a, that's, that's sufficient. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you want I'm to, asking. if you want to, if you, if you're playing the game of we're gonna we're gonna try to beat the loophole, then you're gonna be the no, one that's in because they're because no because they're because they're, there's got there's. You're dealing with first off, you get you can't discount the law part of it. Number one, all right. Number I'm two, I know, I know, I know. What, what I'm saying is, at the same time, you have to look at it from the fact of if I'm I'm a I'm, if I'm play for New York, but my house is in Colorado, and I have a prescription in Colorado, 
and I have to go be in New York where it's not legal, but my doctor well, says I can have it. But if I'm under prescription, where did New York are legalize it? I must be behind. Let's see all the states legalize it. All of the states in the, all of the states where football teams are located, they have marijuana laws on the books, be it be it recreational or medical. Now, I'll also admit the state of Illinois has had medical marijuana on the books for about five years now. It just yeah. wasn't until another part of the law was repealed that you could you could legally go get it for medical use. So just me saying the blanket statement that there are marijuana laws on the books that allow them to use it, there might be another law on the books that stops them from using I'm not naive. But what I'm saying is, if you're in the situation you described, you have a residence in Colorado and you have a residence in California, or excuse me, not California, in New York, get a prescription in both places. But don't sit up here and try to play uh, the blame game and the, the loophole game. That's where I have a problem with this issue. You knew what you were doing from jump. Yes, we all know that there are people that are, that have been using it for medical pain management use without the permission of the NFL. You take that risk if you want to play that loophole game. And that's the way I see it. If you want to legitimately use it for pain management and you don't want your you don't want your argument to have holes in it. Don't try to play. Don't try to stand around loopholes. Now, if you want to take change the argument to we should be allowed to use this recreationally, and then we don't have to have that legal argument, then you run into the issue of well, these players can only use it technically while they're in California, Colorado, and in Washington. They can only buy it in those locations. The moment they get on an airplane or try to drive it across state lines, then that's another issue. So the the medical marijuana. Well, I think use, it, I think it, I think it's getting to a point where where this is what we really have to look at, and you know, from a player standpoint. Now, sixty-one percent of the players in the NFL believe that fewer players would take painkiller shots. Such like to I'm reading. I'm reading this actually from ESPN.com. Um, this is from a article um, from November second, 2016, by Kevin Seifer from NFL Nation. And when the NFL tests for drugs, they're looking for 35 nanograms or milliliters of marijuana in your bloodstream. That's such a small dosage that they're looking for. You know that results in you know in fines and suspensions. Now, sixty-one percent of the players, you know, are believe that people you wouldn't have all of, nobody would have to take Toradol, you know, nobody have to take painkillers and things like that because you know if we're talking about pain management, we're talking about pain management without side effects. We're talking about pain management that doesn't, you know, tear down the body with all the because you're putting the chemical in your body to deal with your pain rather than putting something natural in your body to deal with your pain. So, 
if you look at it from that standpoint, you know, it's we have there's a Mike, there's, you're, you're, one of the things I think I noticed from the morning meeting and in this conversation, you all think that I'm against medical marijuana. No, I and don't think you're against it at all. I no, believe, I don't think you're I against it at all. I just, should have. I believe the NFL, if they were serious about health of the players, they should have been studying this issue five years ago. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Be the most progressive, the most progressive corporation in the U.S. when it comes to this issue. Now, because I believe they should be doing it the most progressively, is also the reason why I think they need to be the most careful. I do not. I do not believe just opening up the floodgates is a benefit to the NFL or the society as a whole. Because I believe in this, the right reason. It is the exact reason why I don't believe the floodgates need to open because of the repercussions that it will have on society and the NFL as a whole. Period. Well, you, but you don't know you what. Jump but in, but you, you jump but in you head don't first, know what the. But you don't know what the what the you know exactly. ramifications are going to be know. for them saying so. So with I that in mind, right? But with that in mind, and I and I'm not I'm not against the tread lightly policy or taking it slow, you know, whatever. But you know, but at the same time, you have to move as progressive as you know as you can if you're going to be at the forefront of any type of movement. Now, if they're going to allow. Um, you know, allow their players to go ahead and, and, you know, use marijuana and they're going to remove it from the testing. They they have to have things in place for that, you know, and that's that's what Cass is asking, you know. So do, do we say you have to have prescription? Do we say you can all use it? Or do we say, you know, you have to use it within this? If you are using it, it's got to be within these, these guidelines. And I think it's more of if you're going to use it, you have to use it within these guidelines because you still you're still playing a dangerous game. So you still have to be coherent. You can't get baked to the point to where you can't move around, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. You know, again, people there are more than just there are more than just you know, um, what some of you all people call loud and Reggie. So we're gonna be you know politically correct uh, when it comes to marijuana. Please do some research and learn your stuff. Um, I think it will be beneficial if you learn more than just you know learn the laws, as well as learn more about the medical benefits of, you know, of this plant. Um, but, no, man, I know you're not against, you know, against it. I, and I and I get that there has to be some type of way to, you know, um, keep everything a checks and balance system so it doesn't get out of hand. And I get that totally. I'm totally for that. You know what, but if you know, depending on the the law of your state, that's going to limit what the NFL says you can do anyway. You know, and I think that if they stay within the guideline, if you just stick with well, the only way you're getting is if you have a prescription, then you know. Full disclosure: I have a medical card. I had a medical card when I lived in LA. So, don't think that you can't just go get one. You know, yes, you have to have your things, and some doctors are, oh, no, are more stringent than others. You know, but but if but if you're telling me I have to have a prescription from it, who do I have to have a prescription from? Do I have to have a prescription from the dispensary who just, who's giving it, or do I have to have this? Do I have to go through the whole thing of my doctor or the team doctor has to say it? Because you have to specify that too. 
because if all I have to do is go to dispensary or go to a doctor who you know who's prescribing that, and I get my medical card, I got my prescription. I've already solved my problem. You said I had to solve. No, but see, that to me goes back to the issue of trying to get into a loophole. Right? That's not a loophole. That, but so that's not a loophole. A but let, no, let me explain. Let me explain to you why it's not a loophole. It is not a loophole okay, because that's the only way. Because that's the way you have to get the card in the first place. As a med, as a I'm medical marijuana patient, you have to get the card from somebody who prescribes it. So that's why I'm asking oh, you. No, are you that. saying that if that are you saying that the doc that are you saying the team doctor has to give me the prescription and then I have to go get the prescription? Then I can go get the prescription for it, or are you saying I just have to give you a prescription for it? So you have to be very careful about where you put that because if I just have to go get a prescription for it and I don't need to go to a team doctor, I already got my got my problem solved. I can I can do what I want to do with it. And so it's Michael, not a loophole. It's just the fact that that's how it's laid out. So how do you, with your with your proposal, uh, it has to be prescription based. Who what changed the policy would you even suggest on that? We did not have to. We didn't go into detail on that. But one of the things that I will say is, in California, it is extremely easy to get a medical card. Yeah. In the state of Illinois, it is extremely hard. Exactly. It's extremely hard. State of Illinois, it is hard for You can't the get one unless you're on your deathbed. Right. You can't get one unless you're on your deathbed. even prescribe. My next door neighbor has a medical card for the state of Illinois. His extreme pains that has caused him to need it are different than what a, quite a few of other, my other friends I wish they had. Right. So that's what. So, and, and not to cut you off because we could go on. We could have a nice little conversation about this. We do need to. We got like a couple minutes to go, um, and we need to first tell them where they can find us. We got three minutes to go actually, and then we need to cover some really quickly football scores from this weekend of. Uh, what the heck happened? Well, the first, <laughs> the, first thing, the first thing to tell you is you can find us on the Blog Talk Radio Network at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Radio. You can always find us on and we're searchable there. We're also searchable in the TuneIn Radio app. And then, never forget, you can find us on our Twitter account at footballfanrush or our Facebook account at Facebook.com slash football fan rush radio. Now, on the page of what the heck happened, did Louisville forget they were the number five ranked team in the NC2A college football playoff rankings? Because I swear. I think so. Houston spanked them. Houston spanked them. And it wasn't pretty. And then, we can't forget what all happened last week. Two, three, and four. Lost on the same day. The last time that happened was like in 1985. All on one Saturday. Between last week and this week, the what the heck happened continues. Oh, and my long-running diatribe on Rutgers. They, from five uh-huh. teams, they are two, they've lost 224 to zero. And it would have been worse, but they lost 24-7 to seven to Illinois. So, Illinois let them score a touchdown. 
Rutgers. All right. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to run through these scores real quick for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you saw the games yesterday, you are already aware of this. I'm so upset with my alma mater losing uh, to number 20 Boise State, 42-25 UNLV. We've got to do better. They spend all that money on that new um, facility. Y'all better make it count next year. Uh, Louisville did lose 36-10 in Houston. Um, their ranking is going to drop big time. Uh, Alabama spanked Chattanooga uh, 31-3. Michigan State lost to number two Ohio State 17-16 in a nail-biter that came down to the last point. Um, number three, Michigan toppled Indiana 20-10. Number four, Clemson still is hanging in there at 35-13 over Wake Forest. Number eight, Washington is still doing in their bid um, for the FSC, for the playoff championships. Um, they beat Arizona State 44-18. Wisconsin number seven did – uh, did the dirt on Wisconsin, uh, Purdue 49-20. to Number eight, Penn State beat Rutgers 39-0, as we just talked about all of their losing this year, which is just, just phenomenal in itself. Um, not in a good way, either. West Virginia, number 14, beat uh, lost to Oklahoma 56-28. to Oh, my God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.